All right, we're continuing to the Mount Washington of the top four Steelers ever. We're talking top 10 tight ends to ever put on the black and gold. Grab a cold one. You're in the bird cave. Let's go. All right, so we're talking tight ends today. And it's actually brought to you by, well, not really. They ain't paying me for shit, but I'm just telling you that Fathead Sunshine Daydream IPA on a Saturday afternoon in, in my man cave. Talking some tight ends with y'all. So I'm going to give you my top 10 tight ends in Steelers history. And I'm going to be completely honest. It's not a flattering list. Kind of. And what I mean by that is I don't think these guys, obviously they're all NFL players. They've all had multi-year careers. They're fantastic athletes. So on and so forth. But some of these names... I don't think any of us in their right mind would associate them as all-time great at the position. However, look at the Steelers. I was surprised that there weren't more great players. So, just like everything else, the criteria I went by, obviously the high-level production like we had with the receivers, uh, the impact... You know, were they also good blockers, more so than receivers and such? Because obviously the Steelers' offense over the course of many years asked the tight ends to block a lot. Obviously, I'm looking at longevity and not weighing in careers that they had with other football teams. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and crack this top 10. Starting with number 10, oh boy, Matt Spath. Now, I love me some Matt Spath as a role player, but again, all-time great, eh. But for the list of tight ends, this is what we have to work with. Matt Spath played for seven years, from 2007 to 2010. He played in 100 games for the Steelers. And here's he was more of the blocking tight end, not necessarily receiving threat, because in 100 games, he only had 73 targets. 46 receptions, 443 yards, 7 touchdowns. But he did have a 63.6% catch radius. So that actually was pretty damn good. At number 9. Actually one of my favorites. And he's actually going to be infamous for one of the most memorable, in a bad way, plays in Steeler history. And it's Jesse James. And yes, people, Jesse James did catch the ball. I was at that game. That took the absolute life out of that stadium. And I think it did roll over to the Jaguars playoff debacle. But... Jesse James was a personal, and actually still is a personal favorite of mine in the tight end group, but Jesse James played for four years from 2015 to 2018. He had 62 career games, 190 targets, 133 receptions, 1,360 yards, and 9 TDs, which is a good, which is a 69.4% catch percentage. Also, jokingly amongst the boys here, and I know with my uh, with the uppity injuries as well, Jesse James was the yakless tight end. Seemed like he could never catch and run much of anything, but he was pretty damn short-handed. And yes, again, he did catch that ball against the Patriots. So coming in at number eight, um, I know nothing about this gentleman, but he had some pretty impressive stats. But it is John Hilton? He played for the Steers for five years. From 1965 to 1969. 66 games, 108 receptions for 1,494 yards and 10 touchdowns. 
That's pretty impressive considering he played in the 60s when I believe most of the NFL was grind and pine. So nothing more to elaborate on him. I put him in there because of the statistics that he put up as a starter is what it is. Coming in at number seven, paying respects to the team of the 70s, there was a tight end by the name of Randy Grossman who played for eight years, 1974 to 1981. Randy Grossman didn't have great stats you know, for eight years because he played 133 games, 134 receptions, 1,700 yards, and six touchdowns. And as you remember back with the receivers, they really didn't provide like targets and other things like that. So I don't have much of an elaboration on the statistics for Randy Grossman, but he did play for eight years, 133 games, and obviously won a few Super Bowls. So he is on the list. Much respects to Randy Gross, because I'm sure he did a lot of other things that just weren't simply recorded. Coming in at number six, and I put him on this list for, and he was a fantastic athlete and probably had one of the most memorable plays in Steeler history, especially in the regular season. Number six is Vance McDonald. Played for four years, 2017 to 2020, and Vance himself played in 55 games. But you could tell with a more passing league, he had 307 targets, 127 receptions, 1,282 yards, and 8 touchdowns. 68.4% catch percentage. And the play that I'm speaking of, obviously the stiff arm from hell. You know, rest in peace. Uh, I believe the name was Chris Conti that he stiff-armed. Pretty much planted his ass to China. So um, Vance McDonald... I think maybe underutilized, but he was definitely a great tight end in Steeler history, although playing only four years. Number five, I went back and forth on this, um, and I have him at five based solely off his skill and what I think he is going to be with the Steelers. I'm already putting Pat Fryermuth at number five, even though he's only played two years. Played in 33 games. Already with 181 targets, 127 receptions for 1,254 yards, 9 touchdowns. Catch percentage of 69.5, so very, very reliable target. I think the sky is going to be the limit with him now that we have, literally we have Mount Washington on the team, the rookie from Georgia. Um, obviously Gentry's still here for another year or so, but I believe Pat Fryermuth's numbers are going to blossom this year. And going forward, if they are able to utilize him uh, in more of the passing game, and I say if they are able to, still have my reservations on Matt Canada, but I'm hoping that they can utilize him in the passing game. So I do think Pat Frymouth is only going to climb this ladder and challenge who I have as number one as the best tight end in history. He could challenge him, but we will see. At number four, Now, I put him up here, one, again, as you could tell, the list is not made up of a lot of outstanding football players, but he was a great tight end. Number four is Mark Bruner. Now, Mark Bruner played nine years and 130 games. He was from 1995 to 2003. So on some decent Steeler teams, but at times not great Steeler teams. But in 130 games, he only has 139 receptions for 1,219 yards, 
16 touchdowns and a 55.7% catch percentage. Mark Brunel was your quintessential blocking tight end with above average hands. I just don't think he was called upon a lot, um, but he was one of the questionable first round draft picks from, from Cowher and Colbert. Or maybe he was um, with uh, Donahoe okay, as a GM. I can't recall. It was, it was Donahoe, excuse me. But he definitely filled his role of what he was asked to do. So I'm going to give him the nod at number four because I just don't think he was simply asked to do much. I don't know if his catching statistics could be that much better. But he played for a while. And I know he went on to play for the Texans and such for a while. But I do think he was a... Uh, a hell of a tight end for what he was asked to do. Again, quintessential blocking tight end. So the top three, I don't think there are going to be any surprises here, but I'm going to run through them anyway. At number three, had a short-lived career with the Steelers, but I thought he would have been so much more. Definitely ahead of his time for his size, speed, athleticism, and that's Eric Green. He played for five years from 1990 to 94. 66 games, 241 targets, and 207 receptions, 2,819 yards, and 26 touchdowns. Eric Green, to me, was one of the best physical specimens I've ever seen play the game, and it's a shame that his career did not last longer with the Steelers. I know he bounced around with some other teams, uh, but never really lived up to the hype. Uh, but again, he was still an all-time great as far as the black and gold tight ends. Coming in at number two is a, a, a guy that I remember watching late in his career as a young kid. But the statistics he put up were definitely no doubt respectable and worthy of the number two selection. That's Benny Cunningham. He played for 10 years with the Steelers from 1976 to 1985. 128 games. 221 receptions for 3,089 yards, 22 touchdowns, and obviously a two-time Super Bowl champ in the 70s. And again, because of when he played, there weren't really any elaborate statistics like targets and such that I can reference. But the fact that Benny Cunningham played that long, caught passes from Bradshaw, and I do recall the one flea flicker touchdown he caught to beat the Browns, one of the 1.7 million times the Steelers beat the Browns. But it was an overtime flea flicker at Three River Stadium, and it was a really, really great over-the-shoulder catch. So, um, don't like I said, I don't recall a lot of live action where I've seen Benny Cunningham play, but cannot argue with someone who played 10 years and was a part of a lot of great Steelers teams. He deserves the number two ranking. It is absolutely no shock who is number one. It is probably the least suspenseful player on the top 10 list at <laughs> their respective positions. But obviously number one is Heath Miller. 11 years, 2005 to 2015. 183 games over his 11 years. 641 receptions off of 894 targets. 7,156 yards, 49 touchdowns. A catch percentage of 71.8. Member of the 2005 All-Rookie Team, two-time Pro Bowler and a two-time Super Bowl champ. A man that creates his own chant that is then duplicated 
over to other players. Is actually, it just speaks volumes of what he meant to this team and, frankly, to this fan base. They're yelling Heath over with any other tight ends that they have. And now, obviously, that's now translated into Muth with Pat Frymuth. Again, speaks volumes to his impact on his organization. Heath Miller was one of my favorite Steelers of all time. He never complained. He was always dependable as a receiver. He wasn't hurt very much. I think he did not get more Pro Bowls because of the other AFC tight ends that were more of a receiving threat. Though I think Heath Miller could have been every bit of the receiving threat that Tony Gonzalez was. Every bit of the receiving threat that Antonio Gates was. Every bit the receiving threat that Rob Gronkowski was. Now, athlete to athlete, was he better? Maybe not. But I think the production and the football player that Heath Miller is, if they would have asked him to do some of the same things that they asked Tony Gonzalez and those other tight ends that I mentioned, I believe Heath Miller would have put up just as good a numbers as those guys did. So I think he would definitely would have been more of a perennial pro bowler if he was in a different offense, but I'm sure as how glad he wore the black and gold. So he is by far one of the easiest decisions I've made. The number one tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So to review, number 10, Matt Spaeth. Number nine, Jesse James. Number eight, John Hilton. Number seven, Randy Grossman. Number six, Vance McDonald. Number five, Pat Fryermuth. Number four, Mark Brunel. Number three, Eric Green. Number two, Benny Cunningham. And number one, Heath, Heath Miller. So that's my top 10 Steelers tight ends of all time. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let me know what you think in the comments. Um, hit me up on Bird Cave and on Twitter, and obviously through the Facebook page, The Bird Cave. So um, I actually made it through a whole beer. I thought I actually would have killed this beer a little quicker, but it's all good. So until the next positional top 10, take care. Talk to you later. Peace out.